I hope I can make it through a Degrassi viewing podcast. I am your veteran, Donnie. I'm uh, your neophyte, Frank. And today we have a very special guest, a.k.a. we had a guest lined up, but he couldn't make it suddenly, so I pulled the person closest to me, <laughs> Quinn. Hello, everybody. I, I don't know if very special guest is... It's really appropriate for me anymore. I mean, I've been, this is now my, I guess my third time here. I, I'm glad I'm still very special to you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and the thing is, is like fun behind the scenes tidbits is a lot of the time we record at my house. We, we, you know, depends. A lot of the time presently we've been recording at my house. Um, so Gwyn is either like on the couch two feet away Trying to be quiet as a mouse. <laughs> or, like, in the bedroom. Eating my Takis with <laughs> as slowly as possible to not make any audible crunch. And, like, so, like, even on the episodes where Gwyn is not technically being heard, like, they're there. They're always lurking in spot, some way. Spot me in the corner. Well, <laughs> hear me. You know, audio, haha. It's a, I don't know. Speaking of um, speaking of audio, I uh, this week we are recording this the week. Um, I can't uh, Karma Chameleon the the Karma Chameleon episode came out, but like, um, but I keep thinking because I named the file when I uh, entered it into my computer as uh, Degrassi Weeaboo. Um, because that's what was going on in that episode. <laughs> so now that it's forever in my mind as Degrassi Weeaboo. But like um we have some whenever we have we have a bunch of guests that call in from like out of state and whatnot, and I'm just trying to figure out the best way to get them through um the audio and like this that week we had Trinian on and like I was just going up and down on the levels because, like, um, they recorded on the same line as Donnie. That was the worst idea, by the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm the, loud. Well, that was, well, the thing is, like, after a while, I was like, oh, I can just... Well, Trinian's loud, too. But on I a guess, speaker, though. Yeah, uh, through a right. crappy speaker into a microphone. But, like, the thing was, I realized, oh, I can just bump all of it up to, like, plus 4.6 because I'm not recording with my sister. Because, like... You might think you're loud, but, like, the volume spikes when teen girl talk is going, oh. volume is, uh, way, way more. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so this week's episode is called Drive. Oh, baby. Yeah, season two, episode six, Drive. Um, there are no content warnings for this, because, quite <laughs> frankly, nothing happens in this one. Um, if but... you're kind of afraid of needles, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like like piercing needles specifically, I guess if that makes you a little queasy, um, we will be talking about that. But after the string of, I mean, like uh, after the string of episodes that we've had, where either they were like really heavy, so we had to make sense of it, or in this case, or like you know, not the best episode, but like something really bad happened in terms of representation, so we have to talk about it. Like, I don't even know. Gwen, take it away. What's our a plot and b plot? So, yeah, so the, again, bringing it back to the title here, it's called Drive, a.k.a. Drive Me Home because I am too bored and I am falling asleep <laughs> watching this episode. Um, I, I, so I actually watched this, ep- watched, I, I listened to this episode twice before, again, watching it, well, watching two-thirds of it before actually recording, right now as I'm speaking. 
Um, and I, I, all I got out of it was a plot. Um, Craig trying to be a friend. Trust issues. Bad sleepovers. String cheese. Consequences will never be the same. B plot. Ash is trying to be goth and failing. Chickening out. Hey, it's okay. It's like the, the there you go. Fragmented poetry. I there heard you go. in a while. <laughs> Thank you, Gwen. E. E. Cummings. No punctuation. I mean, we'll fill in the gaps because, like, honestly, if, if I were to give you a synopsis or, or, like, if I were to give you a synopsis of A plot and B plot, that would be the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. really, there's not much to take away. But no. we're going to try. Yeah, we are. We are. So, I mean, it doesn't even matter. I, I'll just A plot. Um, so, the whole entire thing about the A plot is that we see Craig. Um, and. Of course, I will say this. It is nice to see Craig get plots that are kind of this type of fluffy stuff. It's nice to see that a character who was initially introduced with such a heavy episode pair um, and start right out of the gate as, I am Craig, I am the survivor of abuse, now gets to have something that is such a conventional conventional experience of, like, almost every single teenager in some way, shape, or form. And the whole entire thing is, like, Craig is with Joey at the used car car lot, um, and Joey instructs Craig to move the car, and this is, like, this huge moment for Craig, um, which... I hate driving. I don't know how you two feel about driving. I hate it. I can't stand it. So, like, whenever any type of media talks about how, like, freeing it is, all I can think about is I could kill someone with this vehicle. <laughs> like, this doesn't seem that fun. Thank you, Donnie. I now realize what song we're going out on. Killer Cars by Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to help. What did the brakes just give in? But that's my, my brain when I drive. I'm like, oh, my God, this is bad i mean for me the car is like an idea of freedom um because like you know i i drive a lot um i go to you know drive my car to shows i drive to work like you know it takes me away from like things okay so seeing how the episode doesn't get heavy i'll just get like a little bit heavy real quick like i remember there was like one day I just kind of realized, like, there was, you know, like, I had just, okay, my, I had been dragged up to, um, go hear that my roommate at the time, this was in college, was dating my ex-girlfriend, and, like, I had just worked a 10-hour shift, and I was exhausted, and they brought me up there to talk to me about it, and it, it literally was, like, a half hour, and then I was driving home, and I remember just sitting there in the, my car and just thinking, like, what if I just took a ride and, and just hopped on the turnpike and just drove, and I just never came back? And, like, realizing that that wasn't out, like, really kind of helped in, like, the harder times of just being able to be like, fuck it, I can just hop in a car and leave, and fuck these people. <laughs> so... 
And, but speaking of driving, I drove all the way to Canada uh, two oh, weeks yeah. ago. Oh, That's congratulations. Shit. First time? First time, yeah. <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's honestly not that bad. But <laughs> I'm saying it because I've driven it, who knows, I mean, probably 20, 25 times now. Yeah, we but, have family up but there. But yeah, so. I mean, it's 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 still a hike. Do you have fun? I had a lot of fun, but that drive is super boring. Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing to see. Pretty flat. Yeah. That's yeah. That's about the major descriptor I'd get for that ride. Sometimes, if you drive certain paths, you can see Darien Lake, which is fun (laughs) if you're into low, low, low tier Six Flag parks. (laughs) Oh, that okay. But uh, you're talking about a literal lake. But knowing uh, it's built around a lake. Okay, knowing you, any reference is is about fifty percent chance to be an amusement park. Okay, don't at me. I just did. <laughs> this is my podcast, and I don't appreciate being talked about this way. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I tried poutine for the first time. Ooh. Uh, did you like it? Okay. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, okay, okay. It's not the idea of poutine. Or the taste of poutine, but like it's very similar to something we have called disco fries. It is very disco fries. We're gonna we sound very Jersey right now, <laughs> but it's it's it is very disco fries. You're right. And I just like the consistency of disco fries cheese to cheese curds. That's the only issue. I think that's fair. Like I, it's just like I don't really like bubble tea because I don't like chomping down on the tapioca balls thing. Um, I tried pizza pizza. Wait, you don't like chomping down on balls? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, right, you're you're not the yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Gay joke. <laughs> I'm allowed. We don't have to frame this way just because he's literally the only cishead that has ever appeared on the show. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, we're digressing, but, you know, we're allowed to talk about this because it was a trip to Canada, and this is a Canadian television show, and us American assholes are talking about it. Anyway, um... Anyway, we'll... we'll pizza, um, pizza! Stop. <laughs> we, 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 we already talked about pizza, pizza on the show. It's very okay. important that Frank shares his hot takes. So... Once... Oh, you had it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I... I've never actually had it, so I can't comment. I felt kind of, like... I, yeah, I, I saw it on Degrassi, and I was like, all right, the two things I'm going to eat are poutine and pizza pizza. Um, and, like, I don't want to, I don't want, I, I loved my trip. Like, everybody was super nice. Like, the cabbies were great. I had to apologize for our president numerous times. Sounds about right. But, like, everybody was pretty cool with it. <laughs> um, but, like, the thing is, pizza pizza, I come from Jersey, we have, like, you know, people who's, like, pizzas in their blood, but I will say, for chain restaurant pizza, it's better than, like, the pe- the chain restaurant pizza we have here. I would soon, I would love to eat pizza pizza instead of a Papa John's or a Domino's any day. Domino's is pretty popular in Canada, too, so, like, you should have done, like, a taste-by-taste comparison, Canadian Domino's. Versus- yeah, if you had to, like, rank... In, in pizza, like like pizza levels, where would you put it? Uh, on the, at the top, it's Pizza Pizza, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's. Huh. And people, Papa, uh, Pizza Hut only gets that second because they, 
they've just been like, you know what, fuck it, we know who we are. We're putting cheese in that crust. We're putting hot dogs in that crust. <laughs> See, I feel that way about Papa John's. They're awful. But, like, if you have their pizzas, which are actually not pizza, like, like the, what is it, like the barbecue sauce oh, nonsense. Oh, that yeah. Where where there is no tomato. It's just a flatbread. It's it's flatbread with with lots of smothered in barbecue sauce and and chicken and it's like you know what this is tasty. <laughs> and they they know they're not pizza. Well, also the I do love the fact that Papa, the Papa John's board of directors pushed Papa John out of his own company because oh, he's a yeah. racist asshole. Uh, did you see the uh, YouTube? Like, was it a YouTube ad? I don't remember. Anyway, the ad that actually compiled like all of the. All of like the feet naked, like you know the rightful criticism, and then they were like, "We're sorry, it was an interesting one to see," on ye old TL. Um, it was it was a time. Anyway, so you experienced the pizza pizza that we saw made famous by Friday Night, an episode in season one back when things were good <laughs> and full of optimism. <laughs> Anyway, let's 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 try and drag this back into the Ugh. into yeah. the actual episode. So yeah. So we're mentioning our, our last <laughs> actual topic here was was driving sense of freedom and like I know you don't like it, Donnie, but I think I think this is a very important moment for Craig. That's true. My my limited knowledge, which was I guess I mean I did I did watch the first two episodes of his you know inauguration plot, um, <clears throat> and I he's he's felt like he's been trapped for a large majority of his life and he has been um he's been caged and abused and i think you know it's 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 almost akin to a culture shock for him he's he's very un 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 he's not used to this level of trust that that um what's his name joey joey that joey is giving him yeah so so you know just the simple you know he's helping out the car a lot he's he's um um spontaneously making making a sale um just i was he supposed to be doing that or he's just there just hanging out it's like that weird thing that i think a lot of kids who have family members that like run a business can can relate to where it's like you are working just because you're on the premises and you're not going to get compensated for it but you're there so you're caught up in it it felt yeah. very like that. I mean, like, it happens. But yeah, that that moment where you know he he makes he he helps out making a sales. Um, Joey's pretty proud of him, and then Joey says, "Hey, I need you to I, I need you to move this car, but I'm busy. Do you want to do it? Just you know, simple, pull it out and move it somewhere else in the parking lot." And he trusts him to do that. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I don't think Craig's ever felt like it's such a simple thing, but I don't think he's ever felt like felt that trust before yeah yeah especially in a father figure which is you know it's a big moment for him it is and he calls him partner like oh yeah that was cute yeah yeah like it's very obvious in and i think you know we saw it obviously in when doves cry but and in other times that we've seen joey and craig interact and everything we see that joey is like this whole like looking after craig thing comes very naturally to him now obviously like he does have experience as a father he does have his own um he has his own biological daughter etc etc but like 
there's something very, very sweet about the fact that he is able to handle raising a teenage boy with ease and with grace, honestly. And those are two very different beasts. Yeah. Like small small daughter and teenage boy, very different, and he's he's able to make that transition really gracefully, which is, it's nice. He's a good egg. Yeah, he really is, which is interesting because I have... I have my fair share of issues with him when he was his high school self in Degrassi, in the original entity of Degrassi, um, but I really like adult Joey, and I think there is also something nice about having a character who was a... Continue. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm just, I'm just having a visceral, visceral sudden realization of the, the half episode I watched of original Degrassi that had Joey in it, and remembering who he is, and... Wow, complete 180. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's also something sweet about that, too, in the sense that, like, look, you can make, you can, you know, when you're in high school, who you are in high school is not necessarily who you're going to be as an adult. Like, you have time and room to grow, and you can do good things, and when you get older, you can do the right thing and not be the, you know, not do the really gross stuff that you did when you were growing up. It's like that one, um, I think it was a fox from uh, Zootopia. Like, the main character? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. The one who um, bullied... Uh, Judy. Judy, and, like, then just became this really chill, like, farm oh, yeah, guy. Okay. Yeah. Like, and he, you know, he, he made... He apologized profusely, and, like, now is clearly in a what more... A better adjusted place and everything, so... Yeah. It works, and, and there is something nice about that. Um, and to kind of continue this train of thought, um, it really sets up this constant thread in this episode with the idea that Craig feels comfortable with Joey, feels that he is trusted, and then begins to push boundaries. And that doesn't make Craig a bad kid by any means. This is very typical teenage behavior. Um, and very, like, very, very typical to, like, you know, oh, I'm trusted, I'm allowed to do stuff, okay, let me push it. Like, classic figuring out your how far you can go when you're in this type of space. It makes sense. Um, but anyway, Joey reveals that he's going to have this spectacular spa weekend with a really hot woman, <laughs> which we'll get to when we see her. But, like, I was taken aback. <laughs> I mean... From all I know from, from original Degrassi, from that half, half episode I watched, is Joey, back in high school at least, thought he was a player, and well, he's, he can pull it off, I guess. Grandpa's still, still got it. still got it. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm just trying to put myself in, like, that woman's <laughs> shoes. Like, if I met Joey, and, like, I found out, like, what the sitch was... Yeah, and he seems like a fun dude besides that, but, like, and he, I don't know, Joey seems like a catch. Oh, yeah, he is. Like, he's, got that, he's got that hot rod car, too, pulling he's, up. He's got, a, he's got his own car dealership, like, he's, you know, very obviously a good dad, like, super nice guy taking in somebody who has no relation to him whatsoever. <laughs> um, he has uh, a teenager who can then babysit the small child so that when you want to go out now that truly would have been a fun plot i feel like it was craig and he's told he has to babysit angela but also his bros want to come over Wait, what happened to angela i i just 
they don't say it, but I feel like it probably was like, oh, I'm going to put bring Angela to like her grandma, grandma and grandpa's house, that type of thing. Okay, and so. Wait, does well, he say? I, yeah, actually, I think he's on the phone. Um, he's like, all right, thanks, Ma. Okay, yeah, so it is, it's a trip to grandma's house. So, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another subtle thing that Joey was doing this on purpose. He was giving Craig a weekend to himself on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Which I think he could have easily made him babysitter. I mean, he's done that a lot, I'm sure, right? I mean, he, he has been with, in that family situation for a pretty brief amount of time. Oh, really? Okay, I actually don't know. Well, we're in the nebulous cloud that is Degrassi seasons, where the time, first day's Time is first, meaningless. First episode is the first day of school, the last episode is the last day of school. Where we are in the midst of all of that, who knows? <laughs> so it's anywhere from, like, one to nine months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I have, a, I have a real question here. Is there weather in Degrassi? <laughs> no! Okay. I don't think it's ever rained in Degrassi. <laughs> so, like, there's no, no, no seasonal... Um, hints at where we are in no, time, right? No, it's like, I feel like I don't even see a tree in Degrassi. <laughs> I would give it away. <laughs> All right. But uh, the only the only hint I ever have is like they wear a lot of long sleeves. So perhaps <laughs> it is filmed in the fall and winter, well, it's but Canada. it's Canada. So exactly. like, it's never really warm in Canada. Sorry. <laughs> we, Sorry. Live, we live in Jersey. It's, we have seasons and... I don't think a Canadian would argue with you, though. Like, yeah. It's just the way the just, wor- where just, they're located just on the It's kind of cold. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so so the whole entire thing is, like, Joey's having this nice weekend, and he tells he tells Craig, like, oh, yeah, you you can be home alone. Cool. Um, and, you know, this eventually transitions to um, Craig with the boys, which are <laughs> all of our male characters, basically. Um, which also is kind of interesting. It's kind of nice. Craig is like this interesting neutral agent of sorts that you kind of notice happen in, amongst these guys. Though I have to say, I'm very happy with this episode. Two boys are very absent from this episode. That's true. JT and Toby. Oh, thank yeah, goodness. They're little, like, they aren't. Oh, I, I did not miss their presence. No. <laughs> I was like, wow, the show is not in, in, in both meanings of that word, I, I didn't even remember they existed. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm glad that they weren't there. Well, it also makes sense, because, like, Craig... They wouldn't hang The out. only junior right. high schoolers that Craig has any allegiance to is Emma and Manny. Well, it, you know, that was probably what Jimmy was doing this weekend. He's probably hanging out with Toby. Honestly, that's kind of sweet. Because, so, like, what ends up happening is, like, they're talking about how, um... So there's, like, this, like, Kid Elric show. This is our first introduction to Kid Elric. We we hear this name a couple times. Um, the guest oh, that... Oh, I looked it up. Kid Elric. That's not a real band, right? No, it's yeah. a Degrassi. So it's a Degrassi band, and I looked it up, and Kid Elric's genre is... Do, do you, any of you look it up? Oh, the, the, our, our other... Pop punk. Our other person. Yeah, so take a, take a guess. Frank says pop punk. <laughs> It was like it's like I keep wanting to say Kid Rock. Well, that was that's the that's the fan favorite of of or, or, or guess at where they got the name from, like the inspiration for for Kid Elric. Kid Elric, I just keep saying so, Kid Rock. So, so what, what do you think the genre is? Give me a guess. Uh, um, racist rap metal. I don't know about the racist part, but rap metal is is exactly correct, Donnie. <laughs> I'm, I'm the best. Wow, 
I cannot, be- I, I really cannot believe that. <laughs> I'm the veteran. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't always come off like I've seen the show before. But do not, do not misinterpret my wow. knowledge on fictional bands in Degrassi. Spinner totally listens to Limp Bizkit. <laughs> I am yes, yes, yes. It is canon. Yeah, no, you look at Spinner and he's Limp Bizkit. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Hey Paige, we need to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> what? <laughs> we need to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I just met. I, I have my own. After I, I said the thing about Jimmy hanging out with Toby and JT, I imagine he brought um, Paige along, and somehow Jimmy ended up like head first in a garbage can that Paige is just whacking with a stick. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> like, like things like, like the weekend started fine, and then Paige was just like, "You're going to the fucking trash can." Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sick of you. She's <laughs> 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 just hitting it with a stick. See, now is that happening, or is that just like when JT appears? <laughs> it's just like inevitably appears, and and she takes back everything that happened in that one episode. <laughs> concerning that date. Uh, see, that would have made a much more interesting episode than this one. <laughs> right? Anyway, so, like, the whole entire thing is, like, Kid Elric, and, and this is where where our tender Chunkhead um, is just, like, trying to make sense of it. So, our, our the boys in this context are Craig, um, Jimmy, uh, Sean, because Craig is friends with Sean. Well, Sean's presence makes Jimmy bounce. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the context, for all intents and purposes, when we talk of the boys, oh, it's this yeah. this region of the boys. <laughs> um, and we also have Marco, which is nice. So Marco is no longer just this weird guy in the distance doing some <laughs> breakdancing. <laughs> now Marco is a fully realized person. Um, and they're, like, talking about this and trying to make sense of it. Um, so Sean's not in here right now. And, and Spinner goes, Marco, your mom has connections to the music biz. And Marco just goes, Spin, she teaches piano. Okay, well, we're jumping way ahead. We didn't... Are we? No, I think we're on track. Yeah, we're on track. Oh, oh okay. Like, I, just, I just watched this, so like... Oh, yeah, yeah. maybe I'm, mis- I, I'm probably misplacing. So I this is, this is in school. Ago. This is before... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, anyway, I mean, God, Spinner... You have... He has all of, like, three brain cells. They're, they're, they're really working. trying really oh, they're hard. Working. They're 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 pumping those neurotransmitters out as fast and as hard as they can, but like, baby, those are three neurons. <laughs> um, so they're all at school. It's like it's after school. They're hanging out, whatever. Um, and then Craig drops the news that his his dad's out for the weekend. And so, you know, naturally, everyone gets excited. Um, at I'm sorry, I'm just wondering if that's, like, what you would refer... If that's how Craig refers to Joey. Oh, no, you know... I... I, Very little context here. Yeah. Father figure. Sorry, not his dad, please. I don't even... Bro dad. Yeah, bro dad. Bro dad. Joey. (laughs) Joey. Joey. (laughs) Again, this is me coming in. I've I've watched a total of three episodes. This is now the third episode I'm on, and I've only watched three. Technically four, you watched a two... You watched that. Oh, you're right. You're right. Let's 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 be technical, please. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's so, not like so, I don't run a podcast about Degrassi or anything. So, the news is dropped, and naturally everyone gets excited. Specifically, Spinner gets excited because he is he is the a future frat bro. 
<laughs> and and so he goes to him and so party he asks and Craig goes no girls no booze no donuts <laughs> we can do that i think says Craig and Spinner reacts with with as much enthusiasm <laughs> As he would have for any of the other three suggestions. He's, he's really <laughs> excited about donuts at Craig's place. <laughs> no, I like the idea, Gwen, that it's just like, I need to check if we can do donuts. He calls up Joey. Joey, can I have processed sugar? <laughs> Is that okay? Can I have, can I have food dice? Um... And then the all... answer is clearly yes, because obviously clearly we'll, we'll yes, get to, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that okay, yeah. we'll get to that. Well, because the only thing I want to make clear <laughs> is that Craig, because Craig is kind of in many ways a neutral agent compared to a lot of these boys, because these boys, while I think are very underdeveloped, pretty much the only times we see them interact, they're having some sort of tensions with each other. Um, and because Craig is on good terms with Sean, he invites Sean into these shenanigans. Jimmy, Ollie's out of it because of his long-standing issues with Sean. You use that verb, and I really wish Jimmy was just like, I'm out of here, and just skateboard jumps away. <laughs> right? I wish. If only, that would have made it more interesting. It's the main reason I wish I could cartwheel, because just like, I would love to just cartwheel out of situations, be like, yeah, I thought so. Cartwheel away. <laughs> like Diddy Kong. Yeah, exactly. I get it. But, um... Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Um, and so, like, you know, they're, they're, the party is on. Woohoo. Um, I, I do love that, like, whenever these boys get excited about something, the music just kicks up and they all just jump around and, like, <laughs> <laughs> each other. It's really true. Well, how else do boys express their excitement? Well, that's the thing how about else do, this... How else do boys express emotions? Well, Other than jumping around to, to, to jams. Well, that's the thing, like... <laughs> The, the boys, we'll get more into how they are written throughout this episode, but anyway, the next time we see them, it's like this really cliched scene because Ms. Kwan, it's like Friday, the minutes, it's like down to the last couple minutes, Kwan is lecturing about like similes and metaphors, like, you are bold to do a lecture like that the last period of the day on a Friday, like, you are bold <laughs> as a teacher to think that they're going to retain any of that. But whatever, she's doing it. And, like, you know, we see Craig just, like, bouncing in his seat, waiting for the time. He gets a really classical, like, exasperated face to palm motions, just rolling his eyes at the clock. Oh, yeah, he's he's trying his best with this script, man. He's just... <laughs> he's just trying. <laughs> I appreciate his spirit. Yeah. yeah. I'm just imagining the table read, like, wow, there's... Not a whole lot in here, is there? And just Laura Collins is like, I'm not even in it! Yeah, right. <laughs> Why am I even here? It's so true. It's like, that's the other thing. It's like, like the things that get us through some episodes are like not in this one, so which makes it even more skeletal. Um, but the bell rings. Um, they're like, they like go to Craig's house. Joey is there and he looks like he's like, looks like he's about to yell at Craig for a split second, but really he's just about to yell about all the treats that he has bought. Well, well, he gives, he gives, he, he gives him a good, a good scare. He like, does. so he, he, he stares does. at Craig and like, Which gives him. bold to do to an abuse survivor. Yeah, part. not cool, Joey. Yeah. Joey's not, Joey's a good dude. Well, but like, he, he, I, he, you know, he, he's not perfect. 
I don't think he's he's a good he's a good father figure, um, but I don't think he's taking every little nuance into consideration. No, no, and we've already seen that yeah. in when doves cry. Yeah. So, but he does. He he gives him a scare. He's like, looks at him, gives him a stern look, and says, "Like, did I say you could have a party?" Well, he's like, "I said a few friends, not the whole school." Okay, yeah. Sorry. That's what Thank he you does. for the direct quote. Anyway, he cracks into a smile after a few seconds of, of nervous silence, and you know it's a joke. And he cracks up in the trunk, and he's got he's got a lot of snacks. Yeah, a lot of snacks. <laughs> snacks. Craig's just like awesome. I'm, these boys actually aren't staying. Those are all mine. Yeah, right. That's what I would do if I had a weekend alone. Be like, just me, MSN Messenger, and Live Journal. Goodbye, everybody. So I do want I do want to describe the snacks, which is chips. <laughs> And so, like, what I mean, snacks, like, this is, like, the sustenance for the weekend when he's gone, what what this child is supposed to live off of, which is chips, some more chips, and Kraft Mac and cheese. Which he kisses. Sean kisses, I Oh, think. Sean kisses? Yeah, one, one of the boys, it's not Craig, maybe it's Craig? I don't know. Well, anyway, one of the boys picks it, it up, says, looks at the Kraft Mac and cheese lovingly, brings it to his lips and goes, mwah. It, Mood. If, if it's Sean, he's like, ah, oh, my old friend. <laughs> yeah, right. Craft dinner. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not. Uh, tracker. <laughs> Tracker's cuisine. Yo. Put some hot dogs in it. <laughs> yo, get some protein. Yo, Emma's coming <laughs> over. Where's the turtleneck? Make some craft dinner. <laughs> are, they still, are they still a thing? No. No. no, if you were paying attention to the episode, that's reestablished. Anyway, okay. choose your dame. You gotta be classy. Gotta, gotta put in the effort. Oh right, that's where that comes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, so also this is where Joey reveals the babe that he's going to be spending his weekend with, and like, what the fuck? How? I want to know, Joey. Give me, give me your hints. Okay. Anyway, naturally, all the boys are like, oh shit, <laughs> Joey. To be fair, that woman ha- probably has slim pickings in Degrassi. Yeah. Like, is the town called Degrassi? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't remember. The world is called Degrassi. Well, it's, it's supposed to be. The universe is Degrassi. It's like, it's like the Toronto suburbs. So, like, I don't know if you talk to a person on Degrassi, would they say they're just from Toronto? That's probably how they sidestep this. They'd just be like, yeah, I'm from, I'm from Toronto. Like, I mean. This I- is the, this is the Degrassi cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I won't stop making this joke. Well, I was just, no, I was just thinking, like, I like the idea that this is Degrassi world and just, like, every continent is just Degrassi in front of it. This is Degrassi North America, Degrassi yes. South America, Degrassi Australia, where we put all the criminal men. Um, but yeah, like, I was just thinking about all the awful men in this town, and she was just like, oh, you're not a complete scumbag, Joey. Cool. Yeah, right? Ugh. <laughs> but, um, the next time we see the boys, they're actually in the house, and, like, this is the part where I was like, I actually, like, our guest that was gonna come on is a cis dude, so I, I straight up asked, I was like, is this what, like, cis boys do for fun? And then... He reaffirmed me no, and also added that, like, it's not uncommon, which maybe this answers some questions we had about another plot, Frank. He revealed that it's, it's like, not uncommon to, like, watch, like, a Skinamax 
shall and awkwardly sit on the couch together. Uh, yeah. Hiding your boners <laughs> with a pillow. Which, which, this is like a reality that many cis boys have had. I retract every statement I made about that episode where JT and Toby look at porn. I maintain I <clears throat> never did that with any of my, like, you know, cis friends. Because that's just, that's, no. <laughs> like, what's the point? I, like, watched well, one to laugh at it, but not, like, all well, of my, my, I don't know. Like, there's something about, like, we're a bunch of dudes sitting around. I will say that, okay, so I do have one experience with this. So, you know, I'm not a cis, cis man, but I am trans and was, you know, DMAB. So, in high school, I had one experience with this, which was on, the, on a school field trip where we actually stood at a hotel. A hotel. And, you know, what else are you going to do in a hotel room with, with, you know, boys? You turn on the TV, and naturally flipping through the channels, there's there's the soft porn channel. And it's, I don't know if that's still a thing now, but it was definitely a thing, like, 15 years ago. God, that's aging myself. But, <clears throat> it it's just that kind of, like, weird late night, haha, we're just laughing at this, haha, everybody's, like, trying to not act like they're into it kind of thing and then like rooms are calling each other up asking like hey you watching channel 33 yeah there's some weird kinky shit happening i'm so glad and the kinky shit is like somebody like took out like i don't know a a a fake like whip thing like Mm -hmm. like like lash whip and like when like like on someone's button that was it (laughs) Thank you for that sound effect because you gestured and it means nothing because this is a podcast. I think people get it. I, I was, I was going to say, Gwen, I don't know if you listened to the episode where Toby and JT watch the porn. No, but why I, would Gwen listen to the podcast even after being on it? I know, I know one of them got like caught or something like they that. They got caught, yeah. I don't know if I just... It was probably just me watching in the background as you were watching it. Yeah, you don't listen to the podcast. Well, because I told a story on there about um, one time my friends and I sat down to a a hentai called Behind Closed Doors, and that was the exact opposite thing, because it just eventually became a horror movie, because everything was just so much worse, like, with each sex scene, that, like, we couldn't look away, because it was just so, like, I mean, where can they go from here? It can't get worse than this, and then it got worse. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess the thing is, is like... But that, wasn't, that wasn't dudes. That was like... like I think it was two of us and like one of my female friends. I guess the thing is, is like Skinamax and stuff like that never titillated me in any way. So like, maybe I just live in this naive world where I like... I don't know if it really titillates anybody, but like, as a, as a young child, you're just like, oh, I haven't seen this. What is this? This like is reading... weird and like, uh, but I can't take my eyes off the screen kind of thing. I mean, full disclosure, I was reading like explicit fanfic, but at the time I was like 12. So like, I think that also was a huge factor in my reactions to all of this. Sure. Where it's like... I can go onto the internet and I know a bunch of websites and I will read things that are not really appropriate for my age group because I know how to scroll past and like hit yes. <laughs> you know how to lie. I know how to Good lie. Good job. You learned very young. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I think at that point I'd found fanfiction.com, which was just a horror show. You mean .net? No, no, no. .com? Fanfiction.com. Oh, because you're a little older than me. So like... Yeah, it's... It, 
was a nightmare show. Like, because fanfiction.net was, like, fanfiction.com was the Wild West. Fanfiction.net was, like, New Amsterdam. There was some semblance of law there. There was no semblance of law in fanfiction.com. There was just every horrific thing that people could come up with. I need to know more about that. Do, okay, I'm surprised well, you don't know about that. It was before my time. Well, here's the thing. I remember an earlier, like, something earlier than MySpace. Let's see. Does they, do Friendster? I, do either of you remember Bolt.com? No, that's before times. Yeah, it was another, like, MySpace-esque site, but you could earn badges, which was okay. weird. Okay, okay. Like, like, make five friends, or do this, or do that. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And then it got shut down and swallowed by MySpace. Yeah. But anyway, these boys aren't on MySpace, though they should be on MySpace. There is a MySpace knockoff that gets introduced, don't worry. Sick. Anyway, so this, 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 they, <laughs> kick, they kick off their weekend of fun by playing Go Fish. Sean and Marco are playing Go Fish, and it's just like, <laughs> buddies. Like, but it's, I think it's just like, they, they, they were like all amped up to have like a weekend of fun, got to the house and realized they don't have any way to entertain themselves because they have no creativity. They have no character development. They have no character. Maybe that's more the <laughs> real reason. There's... So they're playing Go Fish and... There's and, no and 64. Is it who, Marco's playing? Marco's playing Sean in Go Fish. And, and, and Marco's like, do you got a queen? No. No, no, he doesn't say no. He says fish. You really and Mark is like you really don't have a queen because you know Sean would cheat at Go Fish. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. I don't know. Like while watching it, I get like the whole entire premise of this is like they're bored, but there also is a part of me that's just like these characters are so underdeveloped that like they they got nothing. It's like the writers were like. I mean, whatever. Do they do they have any hobbies? Do we know of any hobbies Here's the between thing. them? Like Marco clearly likes breakdancing because he won a breakdancing contest. So clearly <laughs> he cares about music in some capacity. Marco gets more development. I would argue that Marco is one of the more developed characters. But just not yet. But just not yet. And like this is also his first like speaking role. So I'm not gonna fall. Oh, it is? Yeah, because wow. he, he's nothing. Good he's job, a, baby. I know. But he's, We're like, proud nothing of you. in the episode he's in. But Marco and Spinner are both, like, Spinner was like, I know everything about classic hip-hop. Yeah, like, you would think that they would at least try to, like, beat each other in trivia or something. But, like... That involves actual writing and research. Right. <laughs> no, they know. They're crazy. Oh, wait, sorry. D- development of, of other fake bands. And that's too much. That's too much lore. I oh think. Oh my god! Too much Degrassi lore. Too much Degrassi lore. Um. Yeah, I love classic hip hop. My favorite is Jog C S R. Yes. But um. Yeah. No. And then like Spinner is just being gross. That's all my my notes say. And then Craig dies. <laughs> that's all my notes say. What? <laughs> He doesn't literally die. He's just like exhausted, like exhausted by boredom, by this whole entire thing. Like I think there's a certain point you send those boys home and you just settle in with a good book. Yeah, right. But like, but I think I think Craig's like really trying really hard to be like a friend and do like friend things and I have think, a normal life. But I also think that it would have been effective if you have all these disparate people and like a real issue that you have if you're someone like that is that. Like, you're somebody who attracts, like, many different types of people is, like, all those different types of people may be friends with you, but may not necessarily be friends with each other. 
And this story could have became Craig is friends with all these people and they all have issues with each other. They all have different viewpoints and they try to bond by through their love of Kid Elric and then stealing a car. Like, it could have became a story about boy friendship. Oh yeah, spoiler, they steal a car. <laughs> yeah, which, sorry, but like, you know what I mean? Isn't this a Final <clears throat> Fantasy game? I feel like this could have been <laughs> like that. Yo, Craig, I heard there's a monster out in Montreal. We gotta go kill it. Also, I came up with a new recipe. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the it's thing. primarily cheese whiz in a bowl. <laughs> Like, it, <laughs> I can't stop, I'm sorry. Like, that's the thing, like, it could have became a story like that, and you could have gotten something out of it, and you could have had really funny interactions and interesting tension, but instead you're left with this, like, really, like, hack job of an episode of an A-plot, no less. This is, like, a this is a B-plot at the most, in my opinion. This is a, this is a double B-plot episode. Right. But, like... The thing is, also, Marco, I understand he's your guys' favorite, but Marco does a kind of shitty thing where he's like, oh, Sean, prank phone call, and like... Yeah, okay, I have a lot of questions about this. So yeah, like, Marco's like, oh, let's do a prank phone call. Give Sean the phone. It's Emma. My big question, though, here is, why does Marco even know about that incident, really? Like... Well, I think, I don't think he knows about the incident. I think he knows more they were a thing, they're not a thing. Okay. And that's enough reason. That for is a, enough reason to for prank a, for call. For a kid to be like... Yeah, to call for... Hey, uh, hey, call your ex-girlfriend and try and prank her and you don't know it's her. <laughs> that's true. That is that is just enough for... <laughs> I like to imagine, like, um, Miriam McDonald after they, they... Like, okay, that's it for you, uh, Miriam. You can go home. She's like, thanks for the money. And just hops on her bike and wheelies out of the lot. Right. She's like, bye... <laughs> But yeah, so that happens. That and is very not good. It's like, but that's the sad thing is that's the most entertaining thing that they've done. <laughs> that's screen. the most shenanigans. And like, what's funny is like Marco throughout the, especially when it comes to stealing a car, is a goody two shoes in this. But like, I think what I like about Marco in terms of how he interacts in, and he does this. I feel like Marco, at least the Marco that I remember, does this fairly consistently, where he knows what the right thing is, and he's gonna vocalize what the right thing to do is, but he doesn't necessarily do the right thing, which is very kid to me. Like it's yeah. very like, oh yeah, so we shouldn't steal a car. Also, I'm gonna be in the car, but I'm not driving it. <laughs> but I'm gonna be in it. I'm gonna be nervous, and I'm gonna wear my seatbelt. I'm going to be nervous and, and, like, try and multiple times to voice, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this, but I'm not going to actually stop it from happening. I mean, I mean, what can Marco do to actually stop this besides just going home? Right, exactly. Anyway, so after the prank phone call, <clears throat> Craig talks about how much he loves his friends, and then Sean makes this really shitty comment asking if he's going to kiss everybody, and... Sean. I miss that. Yeah, he does. You miss all these like little little moments, but I'm I'm always there, unfortunately. Um, Marco gets really like get makes a gets really pissed off about that. Um, and then Craig is trying really hard to kind of have this touching moment of sorts of like, you know, I really care about all of you guys and like, you know, I've gone through some shit, but I love you guys. 
I don't know why why he does, but sure. Like <laughs> I'm so bored, but I really love you guys. I want to tell you because I'm so bored and I have nothing else to do. What a sad conversation about masculinity there and like male intimacy in, in a way. I'm so uh, happy. I'm so happy. I speaking of speaking of masculinity, Spinner's Spinner's idea of of proving proving his his natural prowess. In, in a feat of competition is we mentioned this while well, we we hinted at it was to literally have a competition to eat canned spray cheese so like see how who can who can last the longest ingesting cheese whiz sprayed out of a can into your mouth i kept writing spray cheese in my notes to a point that it spray didn't cheese. look like a phrase anymore like, it looked fake. I was like, well, it is fake. But I was like, what What the hell am I talking about in here? And, like, he's really good at it, so clearly this is a thing that he's done a lot. Oh, my God, yeah. But, like, let's be real. Him and uh, his sister do, do cheese <laughs> spray cheese competitions for sure. They just compete. Because um, she – and she probably wins. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about Kendra. Like... I love Kendra. I love Kendra, and I, that's my, that's my headcanon. So take it or leave it, folks. Um, but anyway, so like eventually they're like. Wait, Spinner and Kendra. Well, Kendra, no, I think. Wait, what did I say? You said that's my head cannon. My head cannon is that oh, they have spray the... cheese competitions. Okay. No, 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 no. They, they, no, <laughs> no. That's dark. Thank you for that clarification. That's dark sided. Y'all, y'all gotta realize head cannons are not necessarily shit. I okay. No, well, I I just misinterpreted it. Okay. Also, like you know. I watch a lot of anime. That's fair too. And that's a constant thing. That's true. We and we live in a society. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so so eventually Craig like kind of talking about how great Joey is and brings up the fact that he was able to drive the car and they're all like, "Yeah, well let's let's take the car. Let, let's go on a joyride. It's it's fine. It's something to do, which is true. It is something to do, and it's something that kids are probably going to be like, oh, why not? Your, like, you know, your dad owns a used car lot. Okay, fine. So the peer pressure is very mild, but it's, like, enough for Craig to be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, Joey trusts me. Like, let's do it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's intoxicated with the newfound trust that he's been given. Yeah, but what is kind of funny is, like, they go, they're like, yeah, we're going to go joy- joyriding. He picks the same car that he drove in the lot the first time around. They, like, go to grab the keys in the office, and they, like, all are freaking out just, like, being in there. Well, the phone rings. Yeah. And Craig's like, what do I do? And Sean's like, well, you don't answer it, idiot. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh, should I answer it? Sean's like, what? <laughs> Craig's, like, trying to be the good boy and answer the phone like a responsible, like a responsible child he is, but... They're not supposed to be there. Yeah, it's like this. It's very silly, and it's it's probably one of the more entertaining moments in the episode. So I, I will say, so the the first actually episode I was on here was about the the girl band. Yeah, which is which was fun. This it was like it was a non stress episode. It was about girls just friend groups having fun together. Yeah, this is the same thing, but with boys. I and, think the thing is though that like there was something, and maybe it's just the way Susan Nielsen writes. But, like, there's something about the way the girls are written that, like, I think they just have way more substance than the boys. Where it's, That's, like, yeah. they have tension, they have victories, they have 
relationship dynamics that we see in different plots and in this it's like it was it's just missing all of the above yeah it just doesn't have so, that good stuff so instead of a, a touching a touching episode about relationships between girls and and supporting each other having fun and challenging each other we get an episode about cheese whiz and fart jokes yeah like where 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 you know the other episode was like a romp this is like herky-jerky like craig's driving <clears throat> as he drives out of the parking lot it is the most tepid joyride i've ever seen i think like i just pulled up the youtube image for this episode i think it kind of sums up craig's driving yeah. This utter look of pain on his face. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's he's like he's he's excited to be doing something fun and exciting, but like he's also a nervous baby. Yeah, and then refuses to go above thirty miles an hour. Yeah, well, yeah. So like the whole entire thing is like you know they're they're driving and as they're driving they find out they like listen to the radio and while they're listening to the radio they find out that that a local radio station is doing a trivia contest in a park and if they get the question right then they win four tickets so they go so they're like really torn because like they could walk to it and it would take like 10 minutes but they can drive now so they're going like more they're spending more time in the car than craig initially planned but also with kid elric tickets so they go um and <laughs> the trivia question is like Interesting. Wait, wait, I, I have two details I want to share about the car ride. Yes. It was actually a couple more details. Did we did we get to the 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 cops yet? No, no. not yet. Not okay, yet. That's after. They, they have to do this part first. So, so like. I, I do. Admit, I did kind of laugh when Spinner's like, "Wow, this is, I feel so free. Like we're going so fast." Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. So Spinner's like, "Oh man, I feel so free." <laughs> You're really, you're really, you're really a speed demon there, Craig. Right. And Craig just like, shut up, Spinner. Your idea of fun is 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 eating spray cheese. I mean, it's true, it's true. But um, so they go to the park. They are able. Well, Craig is able to get the question right because the question is like, what is it? Like, what is the name of Kid Elric's wife? Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, the answer is. Kid Elric doesn't have a wife because he's divorced, so he wins the tickets. Um, and it's like super exciting because they get to go to that show that they really wanted to go to where the tickets were sold out, which I don't even think I established, but it was implied. Whatever. Um, so on my end, not their end, they were they were pretty clear. Um, anyway, so they have the tickets. They're driving. Spinner starts farting. They oh yeah redacted told me that I'm, I have to make a lot of fart jokes on this episode, and I really hate oh. fart jokes, so I... Um, you'll have to edit this part, don't you? Redacted? Redacted's. Name. Oh. Hiram. Okay. I didn't know. It's okay. That's why I keep saying our, the other person. So just re-record what you were saying, but either use Hiram or just say the other guest. Okay. Uh, never mind. I'm just gonna... I... <laughs> I think you might have used it before. Did I? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I, that's why. Okay, take that out. I will. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, well, now I'm happy this did happen, so I know to take that out later. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say that, too. I think that might have happened before. Yeah, anyway. We'll just... I'll, I'll edit around it. It'll be fine. Yeah, thank you. Or just put in a beep. <laughs> yeah, our guest beep. <laughs> oh, no, I want to put in our guest redacted. <laughs> 
but please let redact it. No, I'm doing that, so it's not like okay, okay. I'm actually, a... actually, don't edit any of this out. Just every time we say it, just redacted <laughs> this entire conversation. That's really funny. Um, yeah, then then he appears, and we only refer him as redacted, redacted. the whole episode. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um. So, what what did Redacted want to talk about? <laughs> anyway, Spinner's farting. <laughs> anyway, Spinner's farting. So, so since since I'm the replacement for the guest that could not make it, um, he he did want to pass along that I had some to make guests. some. Oh boy! Well, there you go. There's your fart joke. Thank you. I didn't have to make it because I'm terrible at that. He wanted to pass along the gas. Wait, that was literally what he said. He, yes, he wanted me to make a lot of fart jokes because, oh, like, honestly, that was a majority of the episode. It was kind of a lot of fart jokes. Yeah, we were like really downplaying the amount of fart jokes that happened in this episode. It was a lot. They were really um, gassing it up. It up. <laughs> put put the pedal to the. Me- I don't know. You know, oh. just like really, really. I can't make jokes. They're bad. <laughs> anyway, they, in in the tizzy of all of this, you know, they're they're they end up pulling up next to police. They look at the cops. <laughs> the most intimidating police I've ever seen. Right. They like shit a brick. Um, and they decide that they're going to bring the car back. They go back to the lot. Wait, wait, but police. Nothing happens. They just they no, pull. No, they were at no. a stoplight. They look over, two policemen wearing, like, men in black sunglasses, both of them, by the way, and they're looking all tough and awful, and they all of them are shitting their pants. Yep. And then the cop car just pulls it away, because they were just at a red light. Yep. They, they, like, get a call, but it's for something else, which is presumably the next part. At least I kind of assumed. Although maybe, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That so makes sense. So they decide that they're going to park. They're going to bring the car back to the lot. They go there. <clears throat> and um, as they are getting there, disaster strikes. Well, they get out of the car. They're like, oh, yeah, it's so great. We, we drove. We, we had a lot tickets. of fun. We got the tickets. Oh, I'm so excited for this weekend. <laughs> Do you not understand the meaning of a silent alarm? comes joey screaming out of the out of the house because clearly these kids the house his office my whatever house. <laughs> it's, it's still it's still a building i'm sure he has slept there anyway he, he comes streaming out of, out of the the, the office because you know clearly these kids broke into the house and i said that house again they broke into the office stole keys stole a car joey's not some you know he runs a business and he knows how to run it yeah um and they head back to the house, and he's like, you three, gone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, gone. Well, did they even make it to the house? No, no, they were in the lot. They were all, like, you know, palling around, high-fiving. And just like, go! And then they're told to scram. Um, by the way, I watched a kid pull, like, trigger a silent alarm once. I was like, so, like... I come from a very, like, walkable part of Jersey suburbs, um, and I was walking with some friends at, like, one of the strip malls. It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, there's strip mall, railroad, and then street, and then another store area. Um, so, like, I'm in the parking lot of one strip mall, and across the train tracks, I see two boys that I know from the school, 
I say hi to them, they wave back, they walk in like behind the storefront area, so like in like the back area, and we don't see them, and we were like, okay, whatever, they're like doing something, and like a couple minutes later, <clears throat> cop cars just start coming behind, and they get in... They're, they're, I don't think they get into very much trouble. They're white kids, so, like, you know. <laughs> nothing really bad happened to them. It's also Burton County, so, like, nothing really bad happened to them. But afterwards, they were like, yeah, we um, we were just kind of poking around, and it turns out there's a silent alarm at that door. And I was just like, oh, all right. We, we had a silent alarm at the, all the, obviously, all the retail pharmacies I worked at, and mm-hmm. that was always fun, like, when, the, when we accidentally tripped it, trying oh, to set it for the night. no. Oh no. Um, but yeah, so they head back to the house, and Craig is just sitting there awaiting his fate as Joey paces menacingly back and forth. And, um. Craig's body language is pretty good in this because he's pretty, like, freaked out in a way that's very similar to how he freaked out during When Doves Cry when his father. Was about to yeah. be confrontational. Yeah, well, it was. It was well acted. I, I like Craig. At, like he's for a, good a actor. kid actor, like no, he's he, really he good. Sells this to me. Like he sells it to me in a way that most <clears throat> of the kids are not very good at yet. Um, and I think that Craig, since day one, has been. You know, sometimes he cheeses it up, but like at least I understand how he's supposed to feel. Like I don't doubt how Craig feels in a scene because of the way his actor approaches it. Which I really appreciate. Um, so Joey is like rightfully really pissed off, um, and decides that there is a consequence, which not every episode seems to have. Sometimes he just rips the tickets right in front well, of him. There's a small convers like there's a little bit of a conversation where he's like, "You're not my father," and like Joey's kind of taken aback by that. Mm-hmm. But he's like, "You're grounded for three weeks." And he's like, um, he's like, oh, and then Joey thinks about it first. He's like, give me the tickets. And he's like, but it's Kid Elric. He's like, you should have thought about that before you stole the car and tears them in half. And then we get the like. The still frame. Yeah. And I might be getting old because like I, I was honestly more sympathizing with Joey because Joey gives him like lays down the consequences that could have happened. He's like, you could have killed someone or yourself. Yeah. Like, well, I think that's a really real thing, and and yeah, okay, maybe that is growing up, but also like at the end of the day, Joey's absolutely right. Like, what I meant more like like wow, that's a solid punishment for right? that for that like thing. I agree. And also, that's a good lesson tearing up those tickets. It is, and like at the end of the day, okay, yeah, there were four tickets to a, a musician you really want to see. Blah blah blah. He won them in a radio contest. Like, it's not a monetary loss for him to shred those. It's not like. Craig bought those tickets with his own money and now he's out like $300 or whatever. Like, they were complimentary tickets from winning a radio station contest. But, well, it's just like, you know, it, but the, he, and he got them by stealing a car. Exactly. Like, if I stole a pie and I got caught, my dad would be like, well, your pie's going in the garbage and you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's, it's a pretty solid punishment. Um, and it's a punishment that even though, like, kids would probably be like, oh, man. I think that you can, if you reflect on it, understand, like, okay, this is why I'm getting punished. Like, that was really, that was bad. It was bad. Craig did a bad thing. See, the thing Craig, 
Craig should have had like Spinner like wail on him a little bit because like there's oh like and finally on this because it's oh there's always the point where you show up back at the house and like you know you're walking into trouble but you look so pathetic that your parents are just like oh god okay you've learned your lesson oh yeah so like, just so the stand. Mama Kerwin technique yeah <laughs> like there's a um there's a like we had these kids uh in my high school who went for a walk mm-hmm. at one point and um like well like the science class we would occasionally go for walks whenever the teacher didn't want to teach and they were talking the class went left and they went right oh. and they realized like oh fuck oh fuck <laughs> like we kept walking way too long so one of them's just like okay pick up that stick Hit me in the leg. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, you'll say I got hurt and you took oh all this time God. bringing me back. I'm like, uh, okay, buddy. Oh my God. <laughs> one day of detention. <laughs> Cause like they came back to the school and like one's limping on the other. Oh my God. So, you know, not too serious, but like you make yourself look pathetic and you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, the, so the consequence is pretty good. It's just, I, I I think a lot of it just comes down to, like, when the girls have shenanigans, I feel like the girls are written in a way that's interesting and complicated, and the boys are not. Their their existence rides on tension and conflict in a way that, at least, I feel like Craig has a little more to offer, and Sean used to have more to offer in this context, but, like, kids like Jimmy, kids like Spinner, um, are, like, especially in the first season, it was always about them getting in trouble, Marco's just not developed enough yet for to really bring anything to the table in this context, so it just made for kind of a boring watch in that sense. Yeah. Meanwhile, the B plot should have been good, but and yet <laughs> B plot was even like that was forgettable. This is even more forgettable. Yeah, and like it's a shame because once again, I think it's kind of a interesting concept. So like this whole entire thing, and we really haven't talked too much about this, is Ashley's aesthetic change between the issues of season one and the ending of season one to now um and the thing about ashley is that she in the brief appearances she had even in the earlier parts of season two she has been getting progressively more and more alt looking so like right now she's in this very hot topic goth stage to be fair it's also is ellie they're just different flavors of hot topic goth um I feel like Ellie definitely wears hers better. Oh, yeah, because Ellie, Ellie, I believe. <laughs> Ellie is a natural goth. That is her element. She came out of the womb. She was designated goth at birth. Thank you. That was a good joke. You're welcome. That was a good joke. You're welcome. She's, she's, she's cis aesthetic. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so, like, yeah, so, like, Ellie Ellie also is somebody that, like, we see from the get-go, she looks the way that she does, so we, and it's it's something, not to say that it's, like, more believable, but it's something that's, like, okay, this is Ellie, this is what she's about. And then with Ashley, it, it's this weird thing where it's, like, is this a cry for help? I'm not really sure. Oh, and this episode really, really introduces the fact that she's really trying very hard to impress Ellie. It would be funny if it's a retro, like, if this is just who Ashley is, 
Like, actually... Well, I think, there, well, I think there is a degree of truth there. Well, what I... I mean, to, no, be, well, to be fair, I mean, they're... Sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. Because, um, like... One, I remember uh, reading this thing about Tom Cruise and, like, the way Tom Cruise, like, became who he was was he just copied the most, like, ex- not really accessible, like, charismatic person in the room. Because, like, mm. he very clearly has, like, kind of serial killer eyes and whatnot and tendencies. Like, Christian Bale uh, based Patrick Bateman off of Tom Cruise. But, mm. like, what I'm getting at is, like, I feel like actually... Whoever her friends are, she um, basically will mimic that person. 100%. Because that's why I feel like in season one, she's competing with Paige on who has the kind of, like, crazy, not really crazy, but, like, most fashionable, like, outfits. And then, mm-hmm. like, Paige, you know, ditches her. So now, now Ellie's in the scene, and she's like, well, now I'm just gonna, like, chameleon Ellie. Yeah, she's a social chameleon. And they're like, yeah. That is a very relatable topic. I don't know if they're going to ever really talk about it, but it, it, it's pretty, I think, on my very limited experience, my very limited viewpoint here, a, a pretty apparent what's happening. And like, oh, yeah. you know, I relate to that. That's what I that's what I was like as a high schooler. Um, it took me a very, I mean, this is kind of translated too, but it took me a very long time to figure out who I was. So a lot of my, a lot of my high school, a lot of my childhood was spent trying to fit in, trying to make myself fit in. Mm-hmm. I tried to be that punk kid. I tried to skateboard. I tried to listen to death metal. That was a time. <laughs> I, I, I tried. I tried to be that that punk kid. So I I get it. I get it, Ash. Yeah, and that, that wasn't like I wasn't trying to like poo poo Ash's new style, but I was just like, yeah. So, but my favorite thing is that when we first see Ashley, is like Ellie like leans up against a locker and then just slides down and Ashley's already on the floor. Yeah. And like I remember sitting there thinking like, is that just where they live now? Just on the floor next to these lockers? <laughs> it's not, but it's nice <laughs> to think about. Because it's just like well, I just imagine Terry being like, Well, I better check in with Ashley, see how she's doing. Like backs Squats. up against backs up against just like any locker you like back up against and then like slide down, either Ellie or Ashley's down there. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we really see Ashley trying to do this. And, like, I wish there was more substance to this plot. I feel like if it was written by our lovely, our (coughs) beloved Lord and Savior, Susan Nielsen, it would have been a really good episode. There's literally no names I recognize when I looked at the written by. It's weird because one of the guys who wrote it eventually writes, like, two pivotal Degrassi episodes. I don't know what is going on in this one. But anyway... The... Sometimes you gotta phone it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you got a busy weekend, and you don't, like, you're just... I still maintain there was just a Degrassi, like, there's just a store, like, a bunch of ideas on the wall, and they're like, alright, two darts, alright, uh, the one where they steal a car, but, like, you know, nothing really happens, alright, <laughs> fine. And the one where Ashley nearly gets her belly button pierced. Yes. Alright, cool, just put it together, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we see this, like, and which brings to, like, this whole entire thing where, you know, Ashley is clearly trying to, like, impress Ellie, which is interesting because Ellie, as we've seen, I mean, I think it's just, like, gives insight to Ashley as a person because, like, Ellie doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Ellie has not given a shit since she's been on this show and, like, is just, like, whatever, fuck it. Um, and it's interesting to watch a kid like Ashley struggle 
and try to make sense of that because it's like Ellie does not give a flying fuck. Well, <laughs> I think Ellie cares, but Ellie cares about different things than say Paige. Exactly, exactly, and like she's not going to, <laughs> she's going to try and avoid some of the social BS. I was I was thinking though, like if Paige was in that like piercing place, she's like, "Yo, we pierce our belly buttons together. It's a blood pact." She would get one though, but like. <laughs> So anyway, the whole entire thing is, like, Ellie is putting stuff away, and as she's putting stuff away, Ash notices that um, Ellie has her belly button pierced, um, and Ash is like, oh, you know, that, I don't even know. I, I wrote that she tries to overcompensate, and I don't <coughs> actually remember how she tries to overcompensate. Well, she says, I've always been thinking about doing that. Yeah, Which yeah, is clearly yeah. a lie. Yeah, exactly. And then the thing is, is, like, Ellie, Ellie's just, like, so do it, like, which I appreciate about her, how she's just like, okay, you want it, so, like, fucking go get it. Yeah. Which, yeah. And, and, and so, so Ellie's going to get her, her cartilage pierced in her ear, um, that afternoon, or the, or the next after school, whatever, and so she, she says to, to Ash, come with me, see if they have a spot. Um, and they go to the piercing place with yet yeah, with another good dude, Atticus. No, it was Attila. Attila, all right. <laughs> I I knew it was something awesome, but I like Attila. I, I love like Attila. Attila was great. And I would was, love to get pierced by Attila. What was great about my favorite part about the whole thing was was the atmosphere of oh, this it's of really this piercing good. parlor. <laughs> um, it was like so you know your 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 traditional um, tattoo piercing kind of conglomerate um very basic tattoos with like the you have a lot of flash work flash work put on the uh, they're all pretty bad but you know it's whatever um typical typical on the walls and then like of course there's some taxidermy and and various occult things just spark sparkled around this this really tattered uh in interior design. Yeah, it's very but typical, stereotypical tattoo. Stereotypical shop. tattoo parlor, whatever. But the best part about this is, this is like quiet bearded man is just playing some some nice opera. Yeah. It's just serenade in the back and well, just nice smooth opera. I really like this because um, I don't really have any piercings. I have my earlobes pierced. Um, but I I <laughs> went with a former friend to a a place like this to get. Um, when she got her nose pierced and it was like the same vibe except instead of opera music they were playing like ocean sounds hmm. um and the guy kind of looked like attila um and i really appreciated that because it felt very authentic which is interesting because it's like you know degrassi world and it's not necessarily going to be authentic a lot of the time but there was something very very nice about that and made me very nostalgic for like a memory that i had when i was younger so, um, Ellie gets pierced to this, this whole entire thing, and I love Attila. I think he's a great guy. I would love to get pierced by yeah, him. Yeah, he was super sweet, reassuring, very knowledgeable. Yeah. He, like, he shows her, like, he shows them the, like, tools he's gonna be using that are in the, like, the sterile wrap. Yeah, he's very, yeah, and he, like, packages. opens them and everything. Like, he, he does, and he explains, like, how things work and, like, why he does certain things and and it's just very very good and you can and like i appreciate it also because like he's speaking to teenagers in a way that is very respectful to them mm -hmm. and i was very very happy 
to watch that happen. Um, and, and, you know, Ellie mentions, like, oh, the, the belly button piercing, and he's not, he doesn't, like, knock it, but he's like, you know, you need permission, which is also good. So, like, he knows that, you know, your underage clients need to have some sort of permission, so he gives her the form, and, and you know, this is more than Ashley has bargained for, but I think Attila's a really good dude, so, like, I'm happy. Though, Ashley, I think internally is like, yes, perfect, out. Mama Crowin will definitely not let this happen. Exactly. Like, she's very like, oh, yeah, like, my mom will never say yes to this. Um, and, and then once more, uh, what's her name? Ellie. Ellie. Ellie calls her out on her BS and is like, we'll just ask her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you know if you don't ask? And this is what I like about, about Ellie, where I'm, you know, it, could you find um, peer pressure aspects to this? I'm sure. But there's something very just, like, 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 just, like, why are you going to beat around the bush? Like, why are you going to fluff up what you're saying? If you want to do it, do it. If you need permission, find out. Like, why are you going to... Yeah, I really don't think this is peer pressuring at all. I think, I think Ellie is encouraging her to live her best life. And from what it sounds like, I mean, Ash is lying through her teeth, but what she's saying is that she wants to get her belly button pierced. So Ash is supporting her. Ellie. Did I mix up those two names there? Yeah. What Ash is saying she wants is she wants to get her belly button pierced. And so Ellie is supporting her. Exactly. So, and this is interesting because, like, I think that the next part where Ashley talks to her mom about it, it I find, I feel like it's so consistent with Ashley's mom, where it's like, Ashley's mom, even after a lot of the issues that have happened, is a weird it's not i don't want to say a hands-off parent but she's very like um very much of the mindset that like kids just got to feel things out and Mm -hmm. we see this consistently in how she raises ashley so i'm not surprised at all um what i do find very funny is um her mom being like oh okay yeah sure um and like i don't even remember like she's like like, I don't know if she initially suggests, like, oh, I, you know, I, I wanted one or something like that. She but... says, oh, if only I were young again. And what I love about it is, like, Ellie's just like, yes, yeah, so do it. Yeah. <laughs> just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I really appreciate Ellie just going toe-to-toe with this, like, with this mother of a, of a teenager, like, stepmom <laughs> situation to another teenager. And it's just like, well, why not? Ellie is fearless. Ellie is fearless <laughs> and maybe has a crush on Mama Kerwin, but like that's okay. We're 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 all kids and we've all we've all been there as kids. Is this just a very specific experience to me? Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> oh, Ellie, have you met Toby? He's a total fedora. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. I call him as he sees him. <laughs> I call everything as I see it. <laughs> But, but before before they actually go back and get permission from from Ash's mother, I just want to point out that Ellie's a total champ in the oh, piercing. Oh, she like, doesn't flinch. She doesn't flinch. We, she gets a pierce, doesn't doesn't flinch. It's like cool. Nails. Doesn't doesn't peep. Doesn't say anything. No reaction. Just goes up, checks out in the mirror. It's like yeah, just does not quick quick nod, quick quick smile, and that's it. Tough as fucking nails. I love that kid. Um, but yeah, so like Ashley's mom's like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll sign the permission slip. Like, okay. <laughs> Ashley quickly turns away and like goes, snap. Or yeah. Snap, snap. It's like, dang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Foiled by mother. Um, <laughs> I like, I did like Ashley's mom, like, you're gonna have to keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, which is fair. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it, 
it feels I kind I like of all the things that I feel like you know we're lacking in the episode I appreciate this consistency that we have seen with Ashley's mom um and then like you know the next time we see them um Ashley's mom is like pruning her her plants um and Ashley is like low-key like having a panic attack watching watching it watching the clippers move um and you know Ashley's mom is just reaffirming that she's like yeah whatever go for it okay ellie reaffirms to her mother that she can always get a belly button piercing um <laughs> oh my god how much better would this episode have been if ashley's mom's like you know what i can <laughs> right i would love to watch like mama Kerwin <laughs> trying to you know trying to push the boundaries of identity at her age well there, there is this one awesome episode there's this one good episode of Supernatural where they meet, like, a prophet named Kevin and, like, his mom. And, like, they're like, we need to protect him, so we're, you're gonna have to both get inked up and, like, um, with these anti-demon-possessing tattoos. Oh, is that the tattoo people have that looks like the sun? Yeah. Thing? Oh, that's what that is. But, I never watched Supernatural. But, like, Kevin's like, eh, and the mom's like, all right. And, like, everybody's kind of like, what? He's like, she's like, what? Well, it's not my first ink. Good. And, and they cut to the tattoo parlor, and the mom is just, like, sitting there smiling, like, uh, beatifically, and then, like, hold, like, reaching across to her sons and like holding his hand <laughs> while he's like squirming like eh. that's really good i love it anyway that would have been such a better episode um anyway long story short they go to the piercing parlor um and you know it's i don't she know she chickens out there's really yeah, nothing more there's to nothing it. more to it there's nothing more to it well El- Elric, whatever his name is, is Attila. like Attila. Attila. <laughs> I get Elric from. Oh right, Elric, Kid Elric, <laughs> Kid Elric in the shop. About to serenade you with some some de- some some metal wrap and pierce your belly button all at the same time. Okay, question: Is Kid Elric Edward Elric, and is this a way for them to get the Philosopher's Stone? Oh, I don't like is that because that implies no. Metal Alchemist. Oh, philosopher! You know, what? give me a break. The Philosopher's Stone is, a fir- is the title of a Harry Potter book. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I know this. Anyway, <laughs> that uh, sounds like a young adult novel. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I know this. this is literally, that's literally well, that's all of my. That's all of my. Those are all of my OCs in a description. Um, <laughs> Hi, this is. A, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I know this. When we talk about everything that is not Harry Potter, but today bicycles. <laughs> But, um, anyway, so, like, the whole entire thing happens. Ashley chickens out. Um, what I do like is Ellie, like, calls her out about, like, you know, trying to impress her and how, like, she doesn't have to. Um, which is true because, especially because, like, Ellie befriended Ashley at, like, literally the bottom, as in on the floor of a locker. Like, it doesn't get lower than that a lot of the time when you're in high school. Um, so, like, it was nice to see Ellie just be like that. And, and it does kind of reaffirm that, like, Ellie was not really interested in peer pressuring Ashley. That really wasn't her her game here. It was just, you know, if you're going to do something, do it. If you want to do something, like, don't him and haw about it. Just fucking do it. Um, which can be appreciated. Um, so, it, it's just, I don't know. This, this whole episode's a wet fart. I, though, I mean, I'm happy I got to meet Thanks. Attila. <laughs> Like, I'm just very happy to meet Attila. 
He was the bright, shining star of this episode. Yep. Yeah, there's... We, we did a very good job of talking for a long time about not a lot. Yeah, we... Mm. We tried. I hope I, you know, we we were able to make it through this episode. I hope you are able right. to make it through this episode as listeners. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they can't all be winners. No, they can't. Um, character rankings. Um, Attila is at the top. Good. Like, <laughs> I want to hire Attila to tuck me in. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm gonna put the pill under your head. It's like this is awesome. <laughs> this is gonna help you maintain neck support. <laughs> while you are resting. How's the temperature? Is it just right? Cool. <laughs> um, I love him. Yeah. Uh, Mama Kerwin is definitely rising up for just her no fucks given attitude. Um, let's see. Uh, Ashley, eh, middling. Yeah. Like, nothing... You know, I... Okay, now, she's going to rise a little bit for being true to herself and just being able to admit, I'm afraid of needles, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, and having and just a really nice moment with, At- with Ellie, who is rising for, like, you say Ellie don't give no fucks, I think Ellie gives fucks about the things that are important. Like, true yeah. friendship. Mm-hmm. Well, she's like, you don't need to impress me much. Shania Twain reference. Yeah. Um, Spinner, middling, Joey, he's rising for being good dad um not as high as i would give him if he didn't there wasn't that weird haha joke about how you were abused thing yeah which sucked um marco uh got some lines but i still don't know that much about you so you're gonna stay like he's still towards the middle sean still enjoying the bottom because guess what you emma still hasn't forgiven him um, Emma is actually rising in my estimations for appearing for one, for one line. Right. Shitting on Sean and then hanging up. The mood. <laughs> I, As a reminder, Sean was forced to, to prank call Emma and Emma's response, just hearing his voice saying like, as the power company. And she's just like, really? Is this your idea of fun on a Saturday? <laughs> oh, and some somewhere Paige cries. That drill tweet of like I've, I've had it up to here with with fourteen year old kids owning me on the internet. <laughs> um, somewhere Paige is going about her day, and then she cries a single tear, and she's like, "Tastes like pride." Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't know why I'm applauding, but I am. <laughs> But, um, JT and Toby, you were probably doing something awful this weekend, so you're... No, I can't do that. I can't make them fall even lower for supposed crimes. Oh my god. Um... Is that really it? Craig, you know what? Craig's rising a little bit for pushing his boundaries and just accepting his punishment. Yeah. Like, Kid Alaric, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you want to head over? Did I forget anybody, or do we head to recommendations? I don't know, Gwen. Do you have any other character ranking takes or? No. Okay. Well then, recommendations. Um, I, I realized today that I don't. I read so little and watch so little with like boys <laughs> that like I really don't have very much to recommend 
the only thing I will say is I have a lot of fun listening to a podcast called Podcast the Ride, um, which if you're interested in theme parks, um, it's pretty fun, and the guys are, they work in, like, the comedy world and stuff, and they're actually pretty funny. Um, they talk a lot, and if you thought that we could make like you know an episode about nothing into like a decently long episode they literally spent an episode for two and a half hours talking about the parking garage at disneyland (laughs) (laughs) and i'm so impressed um so if that sounds like something that might be fun for you uh, my recommendation is please please listen to their two-part episode about hard rock park my favorite theme park that i never got to which was a six-month a lifespan of six months and it was themed to hard rock cafe um so please please and, please and you may or may not have i actually don't know ordered ordered fan merch off, not fan off of merch, ebay official merch official merch of which is just another thing we don't need in this household <laughs> but i can't stop you i have money i have a job but um yeah so like if you want to listen to failed theme park attempts successful theme parks and they're just like funny friends so like if you're somebody who enjoys like the McElroys and things like that these guys aren't related but they're very close and will huckle each other and will fight with each other but ultimately you can tell they care about each other a whole lot and do spend a lot of time with each other so if that sounds like something that might be appealing to you give it a shot um it will fulfill the hole that this episode lacked of like boys with shenanigans um so check it out if you want so before I'm gonna get my next, but before I get into my recommendation, I just have to like call you out on telling me don't at me when I told everyone about your your theme park um, hobby here, and then you literally added yourself at the end of the podcast. So hey man, whatever. There you go. I'm so, just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> so 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 my recommendation. Um, I actually totally forgot about this because I was so focused on, like, let me actually cram some of this episode in my brain before I get on in 15 minutes on the air. So I forgot about this, but but I'll recommend something which I haven't even watched or, well, played in this case, but I know um, probably is what, maybe, what um, the our, our guest who was supposed to be on this episode might have recommended, which is Final Fantasy XV. That's what I was talking about yeah. before. Yeah, so so <laughs> Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, all I know about this and is, is that it's about a, a group of like good boys, um, and I think it's four boys. So yep. here's the theme here: four boys, and they go on a road trip. It's so that's okay. my theme. Uh, and apparently, it's good boys having having a fun laugh together, doing they don't shenanigans. Actually have a laugh. But then it's actually like crying and sad, and like you know how Final Fantasy games go. Well, that. Yeah, that's how they were referencing. Well, one of them's just like, I've come up with a new recipe. Yeah, yeah, we were, oh, we were okay, all yeah. on the same wavelength. Yeah, <laughs> good, exactly. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I came up with this recommendation that was a hit on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just just play that game. Um, but uh, apparently, uh, people like it. Obviously, people like Final Final Fantasy, but like, people like this one, maybe more. It's supposed to be good. There's more boys in it. There's more boys, so like, if you're into that, have at it. If yeah. you're not. Don't play it. Yeah, I there's guess. other Final Fantasies. Yeah, there are other Final there, Fantasies. There are many Final Fantasies. There, there, are many, there are many fantasies that have been finalized um, that actually have women in it. So, But hey, if you're in for a, a, a car romp with some sad boys, there you go. <laughs> there you go. 
revealing how little we play video games. So hey, I am currently in in, in 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 a long saga of of live tweeting my playthrough of the Kingdom Hearts saga. Yeah, but you don't share your Twitter on here, so. Nobody well, okay, that. you can find me. Uh, do you really want me to share my Twitter? Not I can. yet. No. This is not the part of it. Frank, oh, right. what's your recommendation? recommendation? Well, I know I'm going to be writing a slash fiction. Don't know which show, though, that's called A Car Romp with Some Sad Boys. Because <laughs> that's an amazing title as well. Right? <laughs> anyway, oh, that'd be a good name for a Draco Harry thing. <gasps> they find the car that's running around in the woods. They have a car romp with some sad boys. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um... Oh, God, I was gonna mention something. Oh, yeah, no, I was gonna say, like, I've watched a lot of teen media. It's always four. It's always, like, four boys or four girls. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, Pretty Little Liars, four. Uh, Assassination Nation, four. This episode, four. Why is it always four? There's probably Teenage some... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, four. There's some screenplay writing, like, tip book about four. There, there has to be. I mean, think about it. Two, you can only have dynamics between the two as I'm in, and that could get awkward. Three, someone's going to be a third wheel. Four, they you can get, split off. You could split off. They can split off. They could. They could sit in a diner booth. So good, good cinematic um, staging. That's the word. Yeah. Five is too many. <laughs> then we care. We we forget about the fifth character. It's just what happens. I I get it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna one up the number of boys, and I'm gonna recommend Idolish Seven. <laughs> Shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> Those are some good, good boys. They're all so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I love all of them. <laughs> they have a weird... Their opening is a weird... Um... This is an anime, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's an idol game and anime. It's, it's an idol this game and anime. This is literally the second time on this podcast that one of us has recommended an idol game slash anime. But... <laughs> also, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to one-up myself with the number of boys. I'm going to recommend free. Sure. Specifically to the season where they're where they're in college, and there's so many boys that I can't keep track of them anymore. Sure. Wait, they went to college? Yeah. <laughs> Did they go for free? hey Because, <laughs> uh, probably not, because they're all pretty dumb, too. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, boys. Sorry, bad jokes. Let's let's bring it back to just one last one. Three just good boys. My brother, my brother, and me. Yeah. I never recommended them, but, like, they're the best boys. Yeah, just, just, there's so much other things you could do instead of watch this episode. (laughs) Just, just go outside. I'm sure you will have more, more (laughs) interesting experiences. I'm pretty, you know, I, I might just under kill our cars playing list list things you could do besides this episode. Right. Read a book. <laughs> Listen to Radiohead. Listen to what? other episodes of this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a very heavily, heavily edited episode for adding new, like, new dialogue. Right. But, um, anyway, what we're getting at here is we're done. So if you this want... This episode gets a D. Like, right. Um, okay. A-plot is an F. I just... Who cares? And the B plot gets a C. I did enjoy Ellie and Ashley like upping their social link to like four, you know. <laughs> but there's just nothing here. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, what we're getting at here is if you want to continue the conversation, or if you want to just bring up something else Degrassi related. Um, feel free to contact us. You can always um, email us at ihopepod at gmail.com. 
feel free to ask us questions ask if you are interested uh, in appearing in an episode or if you would like to provide text or a audio clip talking about an episode or characters or anything like that um, you can also talk to us on twitter at ihopepod um, you can talk to us on tumblr at ihopepod um, you can also join our facebook group uh, I hope I can make it through a podcast um, and feel free to talk to us as a unit um, which is really just me because I run all the social media but you know I, I you can like... talk to Donnie our host in many different ways <laughs> yeah right these are different ways you could talk to me um, anyway um, if you're interested in talking to me individually in a way that I am not speaking in the royal we um, feel free to follow me on twitter at dm is unbreakable where I will talk to you about Degrassi I will also talk to you about writing or whatever tickles my fancy really um, I'm at stuck dancing on twitter um, I also have another podcast with my sister called uh, teen girl talk I, I believe it's very good <laughs> no bias or anything <laughs> I didn't say this one was bad <laughs> I enjoyed doing this one like I was very angry at the episode we're going to be doing next and hanging out with YouTube made me like lose that anger <laughs> I'm glad to hear that Aww, I'll be here again next week right yeah yeah okay just double checking um yeah I mean I've been hesitant at giving up my my contact but you know what whatever um if you make it to the end of this episode surprise here you get you get a little cookie um so if you want to talk to me on twitter i i'm not like terribly popular on twitter but you know i am a person um my my handle is underscore froppy f-r-o-p-p-y um my hero academia reference for my my good good daughter sue you true um well well, we made it through, everybody. Hooray. Yay. Um, well, we hope we can keep making it through. We hope that you find a way to stay with us. <laughs> um, and we will see you all next week. Join me at the credits as I list things you should be doing other than watching this episode. Oh, whoosh. <laughs> Bye. Taking an Indian cooking course. Falling in love. Falling out of love with this volume. Reading a good book, taking a leisurely walk, watching some TV that's better than this, watching some TV that, you know, you're just kind of middling about, because honestly, it's your free time, who's to judge? Learning about the life of Teddy Lamar, it's a super interesting life, do you know that scene from The Dark Knight Rises where Catwoman jumps out the window was based off of something in Teddy Lamar's life, and she basically invented the cell phone that you might be listening to this on? Lighting some candles, painting a picture, making collage of some of your favorite soups, listening to some Beyonce, analyzing the lyrics of Beyonce, organizing your closet, organizing your books, cleaning out your car, doing some maintenance on your car, getting to know some good friends, making a new friend, traveling, donating your time, becoming interested in local politics, becoming interested in national politics, Protesting the nightmare scenario that's going on all around us right now. Meditating. Taking a bath. Other forms of self-care. Because you're worth it. And you deserve it. And finally, having a nice day. Which I hope you have. Goodbye.